Aloha my kako, this is Aram from the Maui Mindcast. The Maui Mindcast. The Maui Mi- How does this sound? We're rebranding. We're considering rebranding from Generative Waves to the Maui Mindcast. That's note one. Note two. Uh, I'm about to share with you an audio that was generated in my car while I'm driving, which is typical for me, my production values and my time where I feel the most uh, inspired is going between places. So this is, uh, yeah, just road noise and all that stuff. Um, third is I bring up the military and who serves in the military, and I refer to that group of folks as the boys. Uh, my apologies for using such a simple, simplified, simplistic shorthand. Uh, you and I both know women serve folks all along the gender spectrum should be serving, should have that opportunity to serve if they so choose. Um, I would hope that we have more than just military service, that we have uh, different types of service. Conservation Corps would be a good one to uh, establish. We're not going to get into what I'm going to propose yet. I'm going to say that for the episode. So uh, just hold on to your hats and uh, knickers unbunched. Here we go. Mahalo. Aloha kakahiaka. This is Aram coming to you on December 15th, 2021. Uh, I just listened to the first two minutes of the NPR update of what's going on. We've got tornadoes, people recovering from tornadoes in Kentucky. We've got uh, a big budget, Build Back Better, not being funded. We have Omicron. Omicron! <laughs> the end of the world. The <laughs> end breaker. And of what world is the question, really? Uh, the world that we're in is right now is uh, not super healthy. But uh, we can change that. So this is Aram. I am the man with the macroscope. A macroscope, my macroscope from Maui, Maui Mind Academy. Uh, aloha. Aloha. Hello. Welcome. If you're just joining me for the first time, and this is your first introduction to me and my universe, uh, this should be interesting. So the macroscope is an instrument for seeing the big picture, for making uh, the complex time that we're living in a bit more perceivable. Why is this happening? Why, why, why? The five whys. Uh, Root cause analysis is a very powerful tool, as well as causal layered analysis, uh, which uses the iceberg model. There's something at the top that we see the signal. No, we see the noise. We see all the news, the noise. Below that, there is signal, something generating the signals, the generators, and then there's the source, the source, source, the true source of life of everything. Um, sometimes that source gets distorted, and through these different filters or lenses uh, or different um, biases, uh, what comes out is not the truth, or is a truth, or a half truth, or true for some, but not for all. We're trying to be inclusive of the kaleidoscope of perspectives, the many perspectives. And so the macroscope is an attempt to be multicultural. This morning, uh, my creative partner, Lehua, uh, she was feeling called to be co-creative around this concept called design thinking. Uh, and she shifted. So I was like, I kinda, I'm kind of making fun of design thinking when I say design thinking. That's the original start as I'm making fun of something. Oh, we're just design thinking, right? No worries, just more kind of design thinking. And 
there's there's a, a nugget in there that she discovered, and she was like, you know what? Tinking comes from pigeon, comes from Hawaiian mixed culture, the mixing of cultures. We have folks who came here from China, from Japan, from the Philippines, from Korea. We have Portuguese, Europeans, a various melting pot of folks who came to the Hawaiian Islands. And guess what? Pigeon English is the way that they were able to speak together, to think together, tinking. So it's not just, I'm tinking. It's really, I'm thinking and tinking and communicating in ways that are accessible and inclusive and drawing upon our diversity. So that's cool. That's cool, right? That's super cool, design thinking. So thank you, Lehua, for illuminating that nugget in the comedy, in the parody of design thinking. So where do we want to go from here? Okay, so we have, on one hand, a big defense budget. We, so all these, all these goobers, they just want to like, oh, I'm worried about inflation, I'm worried about inflation. Where are we spending the money? It's the military, all right? The same military, the Navy. Hello, I'm looking at you boys and boys <laughs> coming along for shore duty. All ahoy. Yeah, we love it when the Navy comes. Maybe some of us love it. Like, the Navy comes ashore and they're like, hmm, it's time to play. Uh, I was living in San Francisco. They had this wonderful uh, show of Air Force power, of the flying blue angels, all this stuff. It's great if you're not, uh, you know, not sensitive to the instruments of war. If you're a dog, a cat, a highly sensitive individual, you're like, mm, this is scary. That is not so fun. But um, the navy, the navy oofed, oofed it. They boofed it. They boofed it. They they poisoned their own people. Red Hill in Oahu on Oahu. They're poisoning the water. This is like the number one thing you got to do as a, a caretaker. So what if the military? What's the core sense of the military? I've been listening to a book called The Lakota Way, and there is a different perspective on the value of war, the value of men going to battle, and what it, the battlefield offers mankind as a school, as a training ground, as a testing ground. Now, there is, in the times of small arms armed conflict knives, spears, bows and arrow tribal war tribal war has the benefit of being a proving ground of testing your honor how do you operate on battle who comes back from those battles did they show leadership, did they show courage or were they psychopaths uh, we've become so distanced from the art of war, from life on the battlefield. Our boys, well, it's a small percentage of our boys are sent into battle, are the ones who volunteer, the ones who played all the video games that have been training them into these killing machines, who who's desensitized to violence. I think it's a game. It's like I could be a drone pilot and just drop, just hit a button and boom, blow up terrorists. Oh, that was a family going on a wedding celebration. Oops, wasn't my fault. We had bad intel. Like, what kind of... That is a messed up system. You see how messed up the system is. Have you been paying attention to how messed up our system is? We have all the power. American firepower, Navy power, air power, land mass. It's just completely overwhelming. 
like there's no there's no there's no there's no fairness there's no honor in this battle do you feel like there's honor in the battle if your enemy can't even see you they just hear like and you like press a button and you're like splat you're done is there honor are you coming back from these battles as leaders because that's what happened when we were in tribal warfare those who rose up from the battlefield with honor were greeted by their community as leaders not shoved off into a corner and medicated for their pain for their trauma for the psychological torment of being this silent disconnected killer an executioner without connection to those who you are impacting an instrument being welded by a large state government so what can we do now? What can we do now? Well, I would say let's uh, let's open up a new core. We've got space core. All right. Yeah, sure, space. You know, we want to colonize Mars. Someone wants to colonize Mars. Someone wants to. Someone's colonizing our, our near Earth orbit. Not pointing any fingers at Elon Musk, but uh, most of the fingers and the dicks are pointing at Elon Musk right now. A lot of dicks pointing at him. <laughs> Jeff Bezos built a, an enormous penis to aim at Elon Musk. It's like, <laughs> meanwhile, Jeff is also like pointing his giant space penis at all the men who are like threatening his sexuality, his sense of masculinity. <laughs> Hello, Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio is like, I just, I just, I just chuckled, and your woman just came over to me. <laughs> uh, such magnetism, such animal magnetism. Either you got it or you don't. But you can, I guess you can grow it. Anyways, not, not calling. Jeff is a neighbor. He's a, he's a, he lives on Maui. He's like one of these snowbirds. Jeff the snowbird. With his giant space penis. Anyways, so we've, we've uh, partitioned the Air Force or added a new function to the Air Force to be the Space Force. They're operating here in the Hawaiian Islands as an occupying force. Occupying the land, the sea. I mean, we've got naval people here. We've got the whole range. Um, the indigenous inhabitants are not in agreement. It was not uh, It was not like, oh, we will do this for you because we feel like you will protect us. No. Folks here feel like we're, there's a, a big target on the Hawaiian Islands because of the amount of military presence that you find here. Where did Edward Snowden appear? Where did he appear? He escaped from from Honolulu. He flew from Honolulu to Hong Kong. So somehow he got from Hong Kong to Russia. I guess we have to be pretty desperate to leave Hawaii. I do not want to be finding myself in a place where I'm like, I'm going to hop on a plane to wherever. You know, this is ridiculous. That is a ridiculous thing to have to do to be a patriot. I do think the disclosure of information about what is being done that is not apparent and is not in alignment with values of liberty and whatever, you know, there's a law, there's laws, and those laws are made and enforced selectively. Okay, now I'm in, like, deep trouble. Aram, you've got a big target on you. It's important, though, that we take some of this budget, this Build Back Better budget that's not happening in the military defense budget. You know, I was on a... I, I called into a, a really nice chair that I, I wasn't able to be fully present with, but um, Dr. Miki 
was talking about this learning that she got from someone that education is anti-terrorism. There's a lot of things that are anti-terrorism, actually. It's not just education. Education is a big anti-terroristic function or byproduct. Education is less uh, less traumatic, destructive forces. I think the other thing, here's where I've been wanting to get to this entire talk, is hardcore. The hardcore. H-E-A-R-T-C-O-R-P-S. Sink it in. It's just just think about all the cuddly people, all the all the lonely people who need more time and attention. Basically, this is all like us as children not having connected relationships with our with our caregivers. We were not cuddled. We were abandoned. All right. We 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 felt there was something missing. Secure attachment, I believe, is one of the key keys to world peace. It's just, we do that, we do that for a generation, we do that for two generations, we do that for seven generations. Secure attachment, we focus on the family first, and growing our sense of family, not just blood-related family, but family with your neighbors, family with the animals, family with the plants, maybe family with the whatever AI thing is, is coming in. That's Donna Haraway's perspective, at least, making canon but the family needs to be bigger and the family needs to come first and, and so secure attachment is going to address a lot of the issues that we see uh, disturbing society the overconsumption the desire for power the desire to own things the desire to have luxury to have to be a, a pop star to be popular like your parents just weren't paying enough attention to you or whoever your caregivers are aunties, uncles, grandparents, whoever they are. And so that lack, that lack of attention, that lack of affection, it just, it, there's a butterfly effect, there's, there's a cascade. And so the hardcore would, I would say, just, just take half of the military is, is uh, so what are the capabilities of a military? You've got offense and defense. Well, let's redefine what defense is. Preventative defense, preventative offense. Like, if we address the loneliness, the trauma, the folks who bring their PTSD into war and then have amplified PTSD, for the people who, who bring their uh, whatever notions of valor into battle and then see that torn to pieces or, or reshaped by the reality of, of war in the modern context. Let's let's give let's invest ten percent of whatever that is, whatever the budget. It's a huge budget if we just invest ten percent. So here's how it plays out in a real life real life scenario. So in, in Missouri, uh, who are the first responders that are taking care of those who are most affected? Guess what? Under my plan that I'm proposing to you right now, you get a vacation in Hawaii where we're going to take care of you because for, because you take care of other people. So we're going to hook you up with beach time, with hikes, nature. You can ground in the garden. You can come join a snuggle puddle. Whatever it is. You want to you dance? We got dance. We got smoothies. You want to sit by the pool and do nothing? Just read a nice book? 
right on. We'll hook you up. So that's where I would spend the the 1% of the 1% is just highlighting, identifying, highlighting the, the caretakers uh, in these disaster response situations and thanking them. And being really generous. And sharing that we are really generous and thankful. Whoever shows up and they're not getting paid. But the universe has your back. Okay. That's my pitch. What do you think, folks? You're gonna you know buy into that, you're gonna share that with somebody? You're gonna petition it, you're gonna live it? What kind of macro, micro scale can you live that? You see someone showing up as a champion, leading a wolf pack, leading whatever. You show up for them. Could be daycare. Could be dinner. Could be a foot rub. Simple, small things. It's like a million butterflies. Each giving each other like a really nice wing, fluttering kiss. Just butterfly kisses. It's the butterfly kiss effect. <laughs> aloha. This is Aram signing out from Maui. Sending you big love, big aloha. Take care. Snickers. <laughs>